You look ridiculous <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. Wait, let me see how bad, though. Oh, funny ridiculous. So I, I came here for the Instagrams. <laughs> look. Stop. I can't. Hi, Doug. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, Merry why? Christmas, okay, Douglas. first of all, why would you guys pair me? It's already Josh Brown, right? Josh Brown. Michael Batnick. Why would you pair me with the most famous guy on Twitter right now? I didn't realize that he's the most famous guy on Twitter. Well, you're famous. So I call I call you the Drake of Twitter. Okay. All right. Do you like it? I've gotten Eminem, but I'll take Drake. Well, Drake also, is much more accurate. Drake is Jewish. I'm standing in the shadow. Yeah, I know. Who's yeah, Doug? But that's not why. Who's Doug? No, I, know. I mean, Drake. Doug is the Doug of Twitter. You know, people are jealous of him. He's got All right, Doug is like the Doug is like the the Will Smith. So good to meet of Twitter. you. Because I feel like your your like humor is like very family friendly, like funny, corny, <laughs> doesn't curse. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it's funny how I don't do so that. So I'm going to say you're like Will Smith, and I'll take Drake. That's a, that's cool. I like that. I, I feel like. I'm just following this. Well, guy have you heard his lyrics? Who is? Doug's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doug's lyrics? <laughs> I have not heard Doug's lyrics. <laughs> I have not du- heard Doug's lyrics. Doug will freestyle when he gets back. Let's hope not. Um, all right. So the format of the show is we just kind of like, we just kind of like start talking and then all of a sudden the show starts. But like. Yeah. I, I, it's, very, I it's very raw in the beginning. It's very raw. I love it. Yeah. Because. Very us. When you listen to other podcasts, they're heavily edited. They're too highly produced. Yeah. I yeah, John and, uh, John and Duncan don't do anything. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, the quote is actually surprisingly cut But can cut I up. ask, who picked, who, picked, who picked the song? Oh, that's me. Yeah, it's good. It's a good song, right? Yeah. Hopefully, people, Doug doesn't have any words People want to know it. what the song is, and Josh <laughs> won't tell. And it's driving people crazy. People are asking constantly what we'll the never, songs are. We'll never tell. It's Kenny J. It's Kenny J. <laughs> we'll never tell. See, he's I, really cool. Dude, I love how the hair is battling. I know. With the, it, like, will so not. I purposely al- did it. <laughs> Wait, can I take a picture? Will not be done. Yeah, that's it unbelievable. Looks good. It looks pretty good. Unbelievable, Doug. <laughs> Look at this. Like, side profile. <laughs> Wait, I gotta, get, I gotta get one of both you guys. I'm signing this to you, Doug. Way too adorable. Unbelievable. Way too adorable. All right. Sorry, I'm late, guys. You know, Any number of things could have derailed I'm, what I just did. I, All right. Uh, headphones. Oh, okay. And the, the thing with the headphones is they will let you know if you're getting too far away from the mic because you'll hear your own oh, voice. I was wondering what yeah, this yeah. is for. All right, Jen, we're going to get your official title. It's U.S. Assistant Managing Editor. All right. that's a dude, Boss that's... of Financial Times. <laughs> He's the boss. So who is Peter Spiegel? Peter Spiegel is my boss, and he is the U.S. Managing Editor. And believe it or not, Peter is the first American to run the U.S. operations. Oh, wow. oh, it's always been a Brit? Yeah. Okay. All right. How did he get that gig? So Peter Spiegel broke a lot of news on the Greek crisis, um, and he's well-versed on politics. He's a political junkie, mm. um, and he's just done really well at the FT. So, Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. How you doing? You all set? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good to right. go. Once you're NFT dropping. Uh, the collection will be January. Oh, the whole collection? What is There's it? There's like 20 of them. Wow. I'm not doing like a 5,000. Okay. Wow. Scarce. Sounds real scarce. Real. Sounds rare. What are they they N- look rare. Sounds rare. What they are they rare. NFTs of? Uh, 
take take one guess. You'll nail what? it. What? Pictures of your hair? It's <laughs> <laughs> actually a, great a idea. really good. No. Oh no no. Uh, coffee. <laughs> there you go. Well, what like coffee beans? Yeah, but I, I think the whole notion of like large PFEP collections is like done. Like that, that we're profile so, pictures. so beyond that right now. Like the profile picture NFTs. Yeah, like, oh, 10,000. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we're <laughs> very far past that with yeah. like what people are building. So what do they want now? I mean, Coffee. they want utility. They, yeah, they want, they want utility. They want play to earn. They want it actually serving a purpose in their life. And first to crack that kind of code. I mean, you're seeing big corporations, you know, Adidas and Nike. Oh, so I can't just come up with an animal and have a cartoonist draw pictures of it and if, be a billionaire? If you have a really strong network, you can shill a thousand, you know, 10,000 animals is it gener- and sell is it out. generative? Is it what? Generative. He's, yeah, it's not going <laughs> to. I mean. You know what? You know what phrase I hate? That you, know, you know what phrase you know, I hate? Right? That, shut up. That burst onto yeah, the yeah, 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 scene. Michael hates. Provenance. Go f*** yourself. I hate that word. It's not provenance. It's provenance. So same. What's the difference? Well, in the pronunciation, you're making it twice as douchey as it really is. Yeah. People say provenance. Yeah, First of all, really in, four in A's. people don't say, say that word at all, right way or wrong With way. four A's. What happened? In the art world, they say provenance. Thank when you. When they're talking about where a painting On purpose? Yeah, yeah. Because it's a French, you know, it's French word. Do you even finance? I suppose I don't. I suppose I don't. All right. Are we clicked up? What are we doing? Better be buying one of them. I'm, I, I'll have my bids in. Spend your ETH. Wow. This is how you know it's real, though. All right. Where's the music? That, I felt that are you, one. Are you excited for this? I'm really excited, but there's, um, I'm nervous because I can't get sick. Welcome to The Compound and Friends. All opinions expressed by me, Michael Batnick, and our castmates are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Ritholtz Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment decisions. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Cadre. Cadre is a next generation real estate investment platform that provides accredited investors with access to fully vetted institutional quality commercial real estate assets. Cadre has closed more than $3.5 billion in real estate transactions across more than 22 markets, and they report an impressive track record in the high teens on their website. They are bringing commercial real estate to individuals, allowing them to invest alongside some of the world's most prestigious institutions. And they are backed by some of the biggest names out there, like Andreessen Horowitz, Goldman Sachs, and the Harvard Management Company. Ben and I recently talked to Ryan Williams, the founder and CEO of Cadre and Animal Spirits, so check that out. The talent that they have is a who's who in commercial real estate. To learn more and for key disclaimers and risks, please visit go.cadre.com slash compound. I have 48 hours uh, until I get on a plane to Hawaii. Oh my God. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a lot of pressure, dog. I can't get sick. Stay away from Jen, please. Would you please? (laughs) Thank you. I'm good. All right. Jen Ablon is here. On a very compound Christmas, Doug Bonaparte is here. Doug, this is your third, fourth? Third on this show. There are side narratives It's almost on. as if we really don't even have that many friends. Fourth, third? I th- don't have friends. Third on this show, but you've been on some of our other shows. Doug is here. Uh, Jen, this is your first time here. Yeah. I'm sitting six feet away from you. 
I just want to point that out. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. All right. And I'm gradually inching my way backward. You're going to be, <laughs> you're, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Listen, uh, I'm so excited to have you. Er, Doug, everyone knows your story. So we're going to ignore you for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> well, well, means. I have to say it's a real pleasure to meet you in person oh, because look, look at this. Uh, I'm putting the, uh, the face with the tweet. Thank you. You guys have not met in person. No, no. Okay. no. And I, you know, what were you thinking? With what? The two of you Why together? Why would you pair me with the most famous person on Twitter? Keeping Listen. you on your toes. Listen, we're going to make you look good. Yeah. Keeping That's you fine. on your toes. This is going to be a clinic for you. You're going you're gonna to learn something. But we know that you're the OG of Twitter. OG, but emphasis on the O. Cause, <laughs> look, cause, I'm fo following in the shadows of giants here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, nobody even remembers me anymore. All right. Uh, so we're so excited to have you here, Jen. Jen, when did you and I first become friendly? Probably 10 years ago? I have a not picture. To like, not yeah. to age either of us, but. Um, we met oh, over a decade ago. Okay. Yeah. And we've been cracking each other up ever since. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're one of my favorite people in finance. I know you, you too. I, I know you know that. You too. Let's, let's get your formal title established. You are the assistant managing I'm editor. U.S. Assistant Managing Editor okay, of see, the already, Financial Times. I already screwed it up. U.S. <laughs> assistant Managing Editor of the Financial Times. And you've been at Financial Times three years? Two and a Two half. Two and a half years? Two and okay. a half, yeah. Just before the pandemic. Just before the pandemic. And then they were like, welcome to the FT, please go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But still, you got the gig. I did. Okay. So what do you what do you what do you spend most of the time doing these days? So uh, I know you're a reporter. Right. I know you've been an editor, but right. like what's what what's your deal now? A lot of it is uh US growth strategy. We do a lot of hiring, um, and also audience engagement. Okay. So the audience pretty much right now is engaged in Omicron around the clock. Our, if that's what's our, going on. Our, it's Omicron, our top three stories is Omicron. Okay. Are any of those good stories? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm, assu I'm assuming no. I'm just asking. No, nothing you good ask is, really good questions. Nothing good is going on there, but okay. But that's what, <laughs> that's what people are trying to figure out. Uh, um, it's actually been, um, the, our COVID tracker has been one of the most popular. Okay. So that just speaks to what people are engaged in. What's they, the COVID tracker? We track COVID cases around just, the world. Okay. So data. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the stories are like, the pill is coming. Maybe the, maybe maybe get a booster. Right. That's right. Uh, okay. All right. Listen. And I, also, um, one of our stories is about. Uh, what do you do about hybrid working in 2022? What do you do? You know, I think we're going to continue with the hybrid. I don't see any way around it. Yeah. So uh, we're okay with that. I shut, I, I basically, I shut off the part of my brain that's telling me that we're ever going to be five days a week. I don't, I don't think anyone's thinking that way. Yeah. And I think on balance, it's a win for like 99% of people. So we don't like the reason we got it. Yeah. But we're not giving it back. But don't you feel more productive? Uh, I've always been very productive. Yeah. Uh, but I can see how a lot of people might feel more productive. Mm -hmm. But I could also see the other side of that. Like Same. I, like I could see people that want to get away with things, get away with things. I so. find myself more productive like in my life because I can just like run out and crush an errand in between like the 30 activities I have to you do. You also have very day. young kids. That's it. And I mean, that's everybody in your boat is oh, like, this win. is awesome. Yeah. Like stay safe. Yeah, but fil you know, like you got to filter it. If you're young and irresponsible and like new, I feel like we talked about this, yeah, right? We did. You know, like yeah, you you got you got to have someone look over you. But if you're like got little kids or or you know close to retirement age, like 
work from home. Like I'm looking at the <clears throat> COVID tracker thing at, from FT and not to minimize the situation, but like this is way less than I would have thought. So Michigan, for example, which is like the worst state in the country has over the last seven days, 1.17 deaths per 100,000 people. You would have thought, you would have thought what? More five? De- one death. death? Wait, yeah. is, could that be right? One death? It's yeah. Ar- it's early. Yeah, it's early. It's early. We know what these waves like ultimately. Yeah, can do. I mean, I, I, I've been getting PTSD of March, twenty twenty. Why right does now? this remind me more of March twenty twenty than it reminds me of the Delta variant in July? Season, it's cold. Is that is that what it is? Yeah, it's it's it's. I think Broadway shutting down and sporting events being canceled yeah. is the reason I feel that way. Yeah, and also people have been talking about uh, baking banana bread. <laughs> again, we're gonna do that shit all over again. My yeah. wife's ready to go. Does anybody want, really? She's ready to bake. I mean, she, she, bakes, she, she bakes all the, she's not happy she's doing it. I think she said, look on the bright side. I guess I get to bake stuff again. Look on the bright side, the apron's coming back out. Yeah, that's um, a big win for me. All right, so I wanted to start the show, not not with uh, gloom and doom, but um, too, too late. I wanted to talk about the biggest, the favorite stories of this year or everyone's favorite moment of this year. Jen, what's yours? Bears have gotten this market wrong. Well, st- stay tuned. But okay, well, so far. Well, you're talking about 2021. Yeah, so the far. Stock markets at record highs, uh, home prices, all-time highs, wages, all-time highs. and Fed, Fed, Fed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But still, you're right. But to summarize the um, just how on fire markets have been is you look at the junk bond market. Yeah. Uh, I think I brought uh, a couple of slides with me. So I chose the riskiest part of the credit markets um, and junk bonds have really been a huge shocker for for many. I went to an investor day um, at an asset management firm and they just talked about how they just cannot believe what has happened to junk bonds. Yeah. Um, and you can see, uh, yeah, the one year look back using daily data in the first chart. And then the second is the five-year perspective on the Bloomberg U.S. High Yield Corporate Index. What, what, what are these rates? Yield. Yield. So it's, it's interesting. I mean, it is turning up now, but it just spent so much time being suppressed. Right. It's, I mean, it's, yeah but, yeah, but but Josh, look, this is like a five-year chart. Yeah. And it's lower than it ever was. Yeah. yeah. And also, I, you know, Fitch, so I have to update this because, you know, the last 48 hours have been wild. Um, Fitch expects the high-yield default rate to come in at just 1%. It's wild. Uh, by the end of 2022. I would take the over on 1%. <laughs> but I would have taken it this year, too. And yeah. I think I would have been wrong. And that's, yeah. shock- that's shocking. Yeah. So- Yields are not very much better than what you're getting on investment grade credit, what you're getting in the muni bond market. Right. It's like, I can't understand who is allocating to this asset class right now, other than if it's just like part of an allocation and they're not even thinking That's about it. it. Right. That's it. It has to be. That has to be the answer, right? Rules driven. It's there. Because you're not getting paid for the extra LOL risk that right. ordinarily they'd be getting. These are obviously insensitive buyers. Right? Otherwise, they wouldn't be buying. Well, it also no risk it also yeah. reflects the uh, the scramble for yield. People are starved for yield. I'm so they, I'm so hungry, and, <laughs> and they will literally do anything. All right, what's your other favorite moment? Oh, we got to go here. Um, I 
So some of you have not watched Sex in the City. Yeah, no spoilers. Oh god, we know then about we know about the Peloton thing. Well, yeah, it's it's big. I mean, yeah. that was that came out of nowhere. Yeah, and that actually is a Wall Street story. See, did you did you watch it? I've seen the first because uh, of my wife. I've seen the first See? episode, stop. and See? my wife stop that shit. <laughs> I, I willingly watch Sex in the City I, every episode. Watch the first one, and then I'm like, I'm done here because I actually don't like the series. You can hate me for it. And then okay. I watch her see some of the second episode. That's where I'm at. Wait, do any of them have grandkids in this season? No, it's very unrealistic. No, isn't it? Why? How old is SJP? Fifty-five. Uh, Pushing sixty in this, I would imagine. Yeah, no, she can't be fifty-five. I mean, I guess she could. I don't really know. It's a good question. I would have assumed they would have gotten there at this point. They literally started this show by killing someone in this, like, environment. <gasps> Couldn't we have, like, an he, upbeat? He, he hasn't watched it yet. No, no, no. I know. Oh, I know. oh, oh okay. okay. No, okay, he okay. scared the crap hey, out of uh, uh, <laughs> Chris, Chris, Noth, Chris Noth should have seen that script and said no. No, yeah. And then probably a lot of things would have been better in it's his so life. To- but I think it's so tone deaf, yeah. the way they started this thing. It's such a big thing, and it was the biggest bummer. Well, Biggest I bummer. would disagree. It's okay. With That's that. my opinion. You love it. <laughs> no, because I don't love it. Um, what mm-hmm. I'm saying is they made. I guess you guys don't know what's going on with Chris Noth. All right, you could ruin it. I don't okay. think there's a lot of overlap. No, 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 no. She, means in, she means in real oh, life. In, li- in real life. The scandal. Oh, I, I, now, yeah. I, now I do realize that. That's I do realize that. So what I'm saying is if you connect the dots, it was good that they killed his character. Because it led to a lot of media coverage. What scandal? Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> so, it's so not what we're going to do two, today. Two accusers. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, it's we're so not going there. Um, all right. I actually, I actually, uh, I wanted to ask you about this U.S. corporate pension plan thing. So that plays into yeah. that plays into what's going on with junk bonds. How active is the readership for fixed income in general at the FT? Like, is there it's anything? Huge. It's huge. I okay. mean, you have CEOs, CFOs, um, you know. It's, but doesn't of, it seem like all one trade, more so than the stock market? What do you mean? This is from the outside looking in. I feel like over the last year, on any given day, you looked at the stock market and you read content related to the stock market, maybe at the Financial Times, and there's like different things happening in different sectors. Some stocks going up, some stocks going down. The bond market to me looks like a school of fish, and the entire thing is just moving in one direction based on whatever came out of a Fed speaker on any given day. Do I have that wrong? Is there more dispersion in the bond market than it appears from the outside? That's, I mean, I think, so if you're over a certain age, you have to be allocated to fixed oh, sure. income, right? As we are. <laughs> and um, a lot of our readers are much older, uh, white male. Why yeah. are you laughing? <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Why I, are you laughing? Because I don't know why. I was just reminded of the <laughs> fact that I used to read the Financial Times on the newspaper as like a 24-year-old going to sell life insurance. <laughs> and looking smart. You had a lot to say I about swear, bonds. I swear to God. The paper was like, is it still pink? It was like physically pink? Yeah, it's still pink. That's, That's how you know. Oh my God. That's how you know. Wait, if, you, if you were reading the journal, I gave you props, but if you had the pink- if you had the pink, you were it's, taking it it's seriously. Us. It's salmon. No, yeah, it's salmon. So yeah, I used to read the Wall. Salmon. I used to read the Wall Street Journal, and when I signed up for the CFA Level One, I yeah. switched to, uh, to to the Times. Yeah, but well, it's just funny. I I it was it was I had no idea what I was reading, but I was physically. I reading felt it. like I was getting flexed on in the subway when someone had the Financial Times, yeah, and I totally. was reading the Wall Wait, Street you're Journal. A, totally. You're a you're a Simpsons junkie, right? Yeah. What's the joke where they fly first class, and uh, Marge picks up the Economist? 
Oh. And she's reading it. And she's like, did you know that uh, they're at a turning point in Myanmar? And Homer goes, they are. <laughs> I love how Jen goes, what are you laughing at? Because I was literally just thinking no, about how. because you were like no, yeah, laughing when I was talking about Bond. Oh, and I'm like, it. oh my God, what did I say that? Nothing. I was thinking in my head of the, the image of my moronic self reading the Financial Times is funny. Anyway, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. as a 24 yeah. oh, it, was, it was Homer good. reading it on a plane to Miami Beach and asked Marge if she knew that Indonesia was oh. at a crossroads after reading yeah. the magazine. A, a crossroads. <laughs> Right. New challenges for Indonesia. Special report on the Ural Mountains. Right. Oh, and she and she's like and she's like it is. And he goes, "Yes." <laughs> that's that's it. All right. So, US China scoops. Are you guys covering are you guys covering China? I don't want to say more aggressively, but in a very different way than um US-based uh financial media. Like are you, are you So guys- we have this rock star Dmitri Savastopolo. Okay, you did that well. Oh, uh, did I? I was going to correct you if you got it wrong, but you didn't. <laughs> and um, he's just been breaking stories in his dreams. Okay. Um, you know the U.S.-China relationship is very important. It's tenuous. Yeah. Yeah, it's at a crossroads. Yeah. You can almost say. <laughs> did you know? Did you know that? <laughs> but um, he's been out there talking about what's been happening with tra- trade and um. Just are people paying more or less attention to that kind of thing than usual right now? Again, like since Trump, like since Trump left, is the China trade thing like as big a deal for U.S. readers? What's a big deal is the Omicron and COVID, just, and yeah. what's going to happen when we all go back or we don't go back? Um, right. And you know, a lot of companies are really. Uh, grappling with this, right. how do you how do you keep your employees engaged? And I know that you said that you folks talked about this um, at nauseum, but it's it's real. How do you keep your young employees engaged? Mentor, mentorship programs, yeah. um, sponsorships. If you're if you're a subscriber to the FT, you're probably an executive, right? Like yeah. for, for the most part, <laughs> or yeah. a 24 year old, or 24 year old. Well, my question to you is how much how how. How did you pay for it? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. If you have to ask was, how much, you can't afford it. It was in my budget. Here's some odd jobs. Uh, no, I was a great saver. I was a great saver as a child. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, your big story this week is credits, other than Omicron, Credit Suisse seeks access to personal staff mobiles. Yeah. Uh, they kind of have to. If, if, all right, if you're using a mobile phone to text with a, a client, you c- kind of can't do that. JP Morgan just got a $200 million fine for that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So JPEG Morgan. JPEG Morgan. So the, wait, so this is like, this is like uh, so going to be the best, next yeah, thing. This was our best read company story of the week. The, right. Yeah. It's, hor- it's horrifying when you think about it. Like my, wait, my employer is going to have access to what? My searches on my mobile phone, yeah. my emails. Their personal phone or their work phone? But that's the thing. Get a work per- phone. Nope. Two, two phone life. Nobody's doing that. That's though. Horrible. That's horrible. I, it is absolutely horrible. But as someone who thinks it's absolutely horrible, I would demand a second work. Yeah. I would demand a second work from. Uh, I would probably not work there. So I, we, I have the we have that same compliance that. challenge. I have 50, 40 something people. I get it. We did uh, ring.com. Uh-huh. Stop reading my texts. What? I'm not. Believe me. I'm oh, not there's no, for text. us, there's no good solution at all. You can't seamlessly integrate personal and business contacts no, and no, text no. to and so, fro. I'm not doing commercial here, but ring.com. Would enable Credit Suisse in this example. No, Ring Central. 
Is it, what is it? Ring Central. Uh, Ring.com, something else? Ring Central. Ring could, is the you ring. Could, the you Amazon could, You could see yeah. how I'm engaged I am with the, the uh, <laughs> IT budget. Ring Central <laughs> yeah. uh, allows for our employees to text clients, but it's not from their real phone number. It's mm-hmm. from a, an assigned phone number by Ring Central. So clients want text messages. Yeah, through an, and it's through an app. It's through an app. Yeah. It's not you through their regular up, SMS the text. So I feel like that's pretty obvious that that's the solution to Does that. Does it allow for emojis? Yeah, okay, it's, good. it's just, it's just, but it's the same thing for the zooms, like no personal zoom. Of course. So everything gets done that way. Can I share my moment of the year? It's not really a moment. It's just more of like a, a observation. Please. So this was the highest inflationary year since the 1970s. Mm. And uh, I guess the trade would have been short bonds, long gold, right? Yeah. Like the traditional macro trade for this yeah. type of environment. Mm-hmm. And bonds didn't do so well this year after, well, nominal returns were like negative one and a half percent for like a total index. Obviously real returns are much worse, but gold did even worse. Gold yeah. is down six and a half percent on the year. You did better in cash than gold in the worst Same inflationary thing. environment. Same thing. You might as well have been in cash. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wait, what was gold total return? Negative six and a half percent. Who it's wants just, gold? That's disgusting. My mom. Because mm. what do you tell, now what do you tell people? That's telling. That let's say let's say in in the beginning of 2021 you said this is going to be a big inflation year because because of, of all the money printing because of whatever yeah. supply constraints money printing oil all the reasons and then you gave somebody like a five or ten percent allocation to gold because you're a genius and now you're talking to them in December and it's like well I got half right hey, it is the worst inflationary year since the 70s yeah but then what did I get wrong. You give them the textbook that you read that out of and said, see, look, it says right here. Yeah, it says textbook. this was supposed to work. Everybody said on Twitter Everybody, that it would everybody work. knows this. Yeah. I've, I mean, no, I'm not taking a victory lap dunking on gold because it'll probably go up 50% next year. <laughs> but I have never believed in this fairy tale. No. And I, I've never seen data to support it. Do, so. you, do you think um, decentralization is impacting that play at all or no? Yes. Doug's NFTs disrupted the gold market. We all agree on that. Who put this? Who put this in? Uh, Investopedia terms of the year. I love this. Oh, I did. Caleb, Caleb just sent it to me. Uh, and I'm wearing an Investopedia sweatshirt. Okay. Can I just um, say one thing course, about gold? Please. So my mother gifts my brother, sister, and I gold every year. Mm. Jewelry, physical gold, no, or ETFs. Phys- no, physical gold. Okay. Yeah. Right. So Bricks. I, you know, what do we do with it, Doug? What do you do with that gold? Sell yeah. it and buy Bitcoin. Yeah, melt it down. And Wait, what is no? In what for she gives you gold out. coins? Yeah. Okay. Like fit, like mails them to, how do you get them? Well, that's why I'm going to Hawaii going in two to, okay, weeks for Christmas. Grab the don't, gold. don't tell people when your return flight if is. If you see her, she's got gold. Okay. So. What do you do with it? Yeah. Wait for it, wait for it to turn around. I'm told it's a good conductor of electricity. <laughs> Just because it didn't work this year doesn't mean it won't work next right. year. We have no idea. Right. But it didn't, it didn't work in 2020, right? Oh no, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked since 2011, quite frankly. <laughs> But but, uh, but but as part of a properly diversified like, portfolio. But it's like the Knicks. It's due. It's due. Yeah. It had one good yeah. year. It had one good year. I feel in like the last in 2018, 10. it was up like 30 or 40 percent. All right. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, Investopedia terms of the year. So these are the things that people looked at the most. Is that? So these are the these are the top 10. All right. Let's go through these. See if any of these are shocking. Capital gains tax. That's hilarious. Number one. <laughs> the number one most searched for term on Investopedia this year. There's gains out there. Number two is better. Fiat money is even more hilarious. That's almost all people that are getting their information from Twitter. Do we agree on that? You know, yeah, because I bet people are like, wait, what the hell is, why do people keep saying fiat? Like fiat, nobody yeah, yeah. knows what fiat is unless you're 
on I, Twitter. Two years uh, ago, I had no idea. Yeah, why would you? What the hell is Unless, fiat? Where if you're over 70 and you were around for like Nixon taking us off the gold standard. You probably know what fiat then is. You probably know what that term means. Most people think it's a car. Inflation, I would have guessed that would be number one. Yeah. Hodel, that seems like played out like a holdover from 2020, but whatever. Child tax credit on Investopedia. That's cool. Young young demographic and changes in the law. Yeah, that's young men and women who like this now applies to. Great demo for Investopedia. ESG. Uh, less said about that, the better. Uh, Dogecoin. Okay, that's embarrassing for us. A little bit. For America. Uh, like, guys, you're not going to tip your waiter with Dogecoin. I hope you all make money with your Dogecoin, but no. Uh, NFTs, fine, mm -hmm. obviously. Short interest. That's got to be from January, Wait, February. I saw, yeah. I saw a tweet that Melania is making fungible NFTs. Or was, <laughs> was that a joke? Oh, uh, Melania? You know what I call yeah, that? centralized NFT. It's called a grift. That's another IQ test. Let's see. Let's see how many people so, fail that IQ test. Yeah, it's just not hiding it. Uh, guys, short interest was from January of 2021. GameStop, GameStop, right? Yeah. Hold on, hold on one sec. Sprinkles, you know I'm taping a podcast right now, right? <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. Conservativeship. That's a, that's uh, wait, so Britney short Spears, interest yeah. was from GameStop. Con yeah. What's conservatorship? Britney Spears. Yeah. Oh, June 2021. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's when that's the whole uh, Free Britney movement. That doesn't belong on Investopedia. What does that have to do with investing? Uh, her access to her money. Oh, uh, I guess. I guess so. Okay. That's that's really cool. What's not on here that should be on here? No Bitcoin. Uh, yeah. Boom, it's Boomer no, coin. No now. Ethereum. No, no Ethereum. I wonder if no web, no web three. Web three. That's. Yeah. I think that's too late in the year. Okay. Like that'll be next web year. Web three will be next year. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yo, no SPAC. It's done. It's done. It's so cooked. No GameStop. Well, why would that be done? It's not a done as well. Not a term is it? Stonks done. Meme um, stock. Meme, meme stocks. Just meme. Yeah. I, I hated meme. the stonk meme. The meme stocks is like meme stocks is not on there. Uh What else is what else is missing? Federal Reserve. No Fed. Doug Bonaparte. That's interesting. Every, every, everyone knows what the Fed is basically just a, a conspiracy at this point. All right, where are we going next? All right. Uh, the Great Resignation. So, all right, let's go through this. The U.S. is on track to have 46 million job quits in 2021, meaning over one quarter of the workforce left the job. Can that be right? Yeah. yeah. That's the actual number? Yeah. Do, all right, think about the people you know. One out of four of them quit their job this year. I know six yeah. people. But, no, you know... Probably 200, 200 people. What about out of your, you out of your, of out of your clients? Do you got, would you know? I wouldn't know. Like, I guess the, the advisors would know. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of it through my, like, my base, well, right? I can't picture that one in four people left the job. I believe it. I out of the households I serve, one in four definitely did not yeah, flip their and job. and during COVID. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, because think, think about the people, people this, sounds, this sounds elitist, but like the people that are leaving, the one in four people are probably lower Correct. wage people, which is, Good point. which is great. So I'm skewed to the yeah. higher Doug or white collar. speak to those people at all. No, he's no. allergic to them. Right. Hey. He hates them. All right, Jen. Well, come on. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I actually think it's across the board. You were, you were saying that you think it's a... A, a situation for just young professionals, right? No. I think I think it's oh men, no, no, no. he's saying it's baristas. Yeah. Huh? He's saying it's baristas. No, I'm saying it's not, it's the income scale thing. Like yes, people I on the lower end, lower lower fifty percent are leaving are leaving for better opportunities. I I think it's across the board. I think people are starting their own companies. That's true. Um, 
I, I saw a lot of flexibility. And, and again, this is all skewed data. I have a very small population I'm sampling from here, right? But I, I think that I saw more employers matching the expectations of the employees that could speak to the types of companies that they're working for more than, you yes. know, what's happening more on macro, at a macro level. But I saw more like, clients go uh, good to New Orleans because they always wanted to live there and their employers yeah. don't care. They got lucky with employers who, and, and the types of jobs that allow that. They're like, yeah, go work wherever you want. We're not changing how much you make. Just do do the do the work. Jen, you mentioned that you're seeing this um, YOLO mindset taking hold, which I totally get. If ever you were to jump and go do something, why wouldn't it be now? But you're saying you're seeing it more particularly in women. Yeah. Um, what, what do you mean by that? I think women are... You know, everyone keeps talking about the great resignation. Um, I'm seeing the great renewal of women play out. Okay. Women are getting offered really great positions. They're uh, they're getting elevated at their current positions. Um, And I think there's there's been a reassessment of, you know, what do you want to do post-COVID or post-Omicron? Um, I yeah, think this, there is no post. This will none of this will ever end. But okay. <laughs> yeah, but what do you want to do on the other side of the way things used to be? Basically, yeah. I feel yeah. like is the way we have to start well, thinking. John, about can it. you throw up this chart yeah. of business applications? So this this has to explain some of the missing people. This is crazy. And this is this to me is like one of the most bullish charts. Yeah, it's awesome. Of the year. So we're looking at a chart of business applications, and as we all know, it's spiked, like ridiculously spiked. Mike, is this monthly? This, uh, yeah. And So look to, at this one month where it hit five, is that 580,000 business applications in one month or one quarter? This is like twice what the normal was, at least. And and to Jen's point about it, it's not just, it's not just uh, people on lower income scale. Like a lot, of, a lot of people that are starting businesses are like, hey, I worked at Qualcomm. Or whatever, yeah. like people that were engineers at Google that are like, I'm out of here. I got people doing that, keeping their job and also like doing it on the doing side. the other thing in hopes of like making, yeah, obviously class, oh, yeah. classic move, but now they're emboldened to do that. Yeah. yeah I think that um, COVID for some reason has uh, prov- has given people a sense of urgency. <laughs> Close your phone again. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, that one was my mom. Is that your mom? Yeah. <laughs> I love I, it. I hope she's uh, staying positive, testing negative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, wait. So, do you think that? Do you think that? Um, wasn't there that story? Maybe I don't think it was in the Financial Times, but somebody had two jobs. Two oh, yeah. Remo- two remote jobs. Yeah. Two different employers. That, yeah. that was a headline out. story. There was like a thousand people that did it, though. It's like a tiny. I mean, people are doing it. It's not a lot of people. Yeah, Could people you, are doing yeah. that. Couldn't you picture it be like way more than a thousand in real life? Mm-hmm. Like how? How would anyone? I mean, you would know, I guess if you really look for it as an employer, but. So the labor force participation rate chart on John, this labor force participation rate looks like it bottomed. Uh, JP Morgan showed that for households that earn between roughly 45 and $69,000, the typical family's checking account rose by more than half between January, 2020 and the spring to above $3,000. Now the personal savings rate recently fell below its pre-pandemic level. So it looks like people are starting to, you know, the, the, the coffers are running dry a little bit and people are getting back to work. So people are not able to just sit around and wait anymore. Now they have to work. I think we're going to see more of that, right? I don't think we're far enough away from the faucet being turned off to really like have a good gauge of how people are going to be like coming back into the workforce. And I think there's a number of variables that mm-hmm. are going to, you know, give either employers more or less leverage when it comes to work from home, come back. Right now, it doesn't look like they have employers any have leverage. No leverage yeah. Yeah. In this moment, 
Yeah. All leverage is gone. Anything you built up from over the summer as an employer, like it just whew, out the window as far as being like, you should come back but to the office. But if people now have to, if people now have to uh, earn it, it is right. If if the you know, and you felt okay with that because you had money coming in. To your point, yeah. If you have to do it, you're gonna do it. There's not gonna be another rounds of direct payments. I don't yep. think. Now, is there a positive thing to say there? Where like I'm trying, I am trying to be positive about this fog that's over us right now and it's here i can feel it i feel it in this room i feel yeah. it out there i feel it at home it sucks oh we're all gonna die yeah oh, <laughs> i wouldn't go that far but like i'm watching no, my- eventually yeah yeah for sure zero-sum game I'm watching my children's daycare situation literally blow up before my eyes right now that's what's happening <laughs> wait what's ha- what's tell me what's happening no you, this, pa- this the, parent's the got it that yeah. parent's got it everyone, exposure everyone, here yeah, who's yeah, got yeah, well, yeah, you know oh, you're doing a God. matrix yeah. at home the whole Shebang again. Jen's freaking out. Stop. Yeah, I I have to fly in forty eight hours. No, man. we're good. I made sure of that. But this is where we're going. Just like on that. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Now it's not. You'll be all right. You'll all be right. right. Trust me. My wife's like, where are you going? What are you doing? I'm like, don't but worry. I'm with there, Jen. There is an upside to this. Oh, sorry. And, yeah, good point. The and, up, getting through it. Yeah, actually, getting yeah. getting through it, and you come out of this where look, if my best case scenario is this, you know, spreads it does its thing. People got to go to work. Uh, look, eventually people are going to get back to work and push through this. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, over and over again. No, it, it's going to get through. Well, no. So my point is I don't think anyone's leaving work this time. No. Like, now you're going to work. Because now we're – this is it. We're well, set the train, up. Was, train was packed today, this yeah. morning. It's packed. Yeah. So now we're set up. Like this is – oh, this is work now. It's variable. Every time I try and push out a little further, if everyone's like, oh, yeah, six months, give it six months. No. 12 to 18 Set your expectations. Yeah. 12 to 18 years, we should be through. (laughs) All right. I want to pivot to uh, biggest trends in asset management, brokerage, wealth. Doug, you gave us a lot on this. Oh. What's, so what, what do you see is going on here? Yeah. What would would you say are like the big things that are happening? I'm I'm drinking from the Kool-Aid, but it's, it's this web, yeah, it's constantly rebranding itself, but decentralization or decentralized finance or web three or whatever, you know, it's being called right now. That is not stopping. Web nine. Web nine. (laughs) GM. <laughs> Jen is covering Web9 right Yo, now. This, so right now you have, this is the best way to describe it. You have this sandbox and everyone's welcome in this sandbox to go build castles or whatever they want. Give it a give it a try. Some people are going to come along and crush other people's sandcastles. Other people are going to build some pretty cool stuff in here. Almost 90% of it will be absolute garbage More. or won't work or, you know, was a great idea and morph into something super cool. But that's the way to view Web3 and all of this metaverse stuff right now is everyone can build the barrier to entry with the way technology has been built now from web two has made more creators it's out there. Interoperable. It's interoperable <laughs> diamond hands. Right, I mean, <laughs> you guys have all the utility. Yeah. Who do you guys have covering web three crypto stuff? Do you have a dedicated person yet? Cause that's when I'll short it all. <laughs> is it is it me now? Not yet. Nobody. Okay. It's 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 coming so, though. You're gonna have to. Yeah, and then definitely. You know why? Because the people that are into this are more into this than anything on earth, yeah. and they're never gonna stop. And they have so much money. Financial Times did an NFT documentary. It was a 25 minute yeah. NFT documentary. You want to know how I know that? I was because I'm in it. Yeah, yeah. You, it, you go, it your, goes Gary V. It goes, in there? Yeah, it goes Gary V. Doug Bonaparte. That's the order of NFT knowledge oh, in this video. I spoke to a <laughs> reporter from the FT about Top Shot in like March. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. So you're an expert as well. Wait, you were like, I'm getting killed in this thing or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, I lost my kids. What did you say in the money? article? Do you remember? Uh. Uh-uh. 
Pull no, you didn't say anything that extreme, but I think you were like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. And they and they printed it. I don't remember. Oh, my Probably. God. I think that, by the way, I think that was more or less it was like It was like Michael Batnick, director of research, yeah, Weird Wealth Management. He goes, I don't know. This whole thing's a joke <laughs> or, or something like that. But I, I forget oh. I forget what you said, but I remember it being funny. I think he said he uses leverage in this particular asset class. <laughs> Dude, Top Shot was fun. It was fun. It was fun. How long did it go on for? Four weeks? Six weeks? I don't even remember. Less. Two weeks. It was all a blur. <laughs> Uh, Dapper Labs has a deal with the NFL. Yep, yep, yep. So why won't that go the same way? What do you think they learned from that? I think I think I'm like by no means an expert, but I think they just sat, they just supplied oversupplied on the market. Over, they too just many, kept too, too many, many drops, too many drops, too many drops. Because what happened was getting the drop, the email that a drop was coming up. It's like, all right, I'm in line for the lottery. I'm in line for the lottery. I want a LeBron moment, and you could like legitimately win like thirty thousand dollars just waiting in line. Yeah, and there was demand, and they just crushed demand. They just poured supply. There was a new drop every other hour. But that's why this is all sandbox play around type stuff. You can have legitimate brands. You had Adidas and Nike. You just had Adidas do their drop last week with Bored Apes. And there's a crazy story out of it. Some smart contract developer created a smart contract that created 150 other addresses to get around the two mint minimum. So this one guy, this one guy minted like 330 Bored Ape Adidas, you know, drops. How do you, how do you know it was a guy? Or a girl. <laughs> I use this interchangeably. He, him, her, all that. Either way, Josh, <laughs> they are 600,000 fiat dollars wealthier, but someone broke it down. They but had they, to spend but, like $100,000. But here's the eat. thing, and sorry if this is like very boomer energy or Xer energy. What happens when they want to sell what they just apparently stole? They're, who is the buyer once there's a new thing that comes along that's even cooler than that? Or do these things the keep their cool perpetually? They're called mops, all right? They're, what is it? All right, so a mop is what? A fund? No, there's two types of fans. There's the geeks and the mops. The geeks will follow this and have, have an idea of what's going on, but they're really not kind of aware what the corporations or the, you know, sociopaths are doing. That's yeah. the, the string pullers or the sociopaths taking advantage of this situation. Yeah. The mops are just the zealot fanboys and girls who like- And there will be enough of them to buy these things squeeze, when they're down? You squeeze mops for liquidity, for liquid, right? Oh my God. Doug is in deep. I don't know about mops. I thought it was an acronym. You don't know about mops. Automated. <laughs> Decentralized mops. None of this sounds like finance to me. <laughs> no, no, but I, I think it's worth saying it because- It sounds like high school. You're not being, Josh, you're not being boomer about it. You're pointing out an inherently not good thing that took place in this particular market. And it's okay to point that out. And I think what we really should be doing is looking at situations like this early on in a space that's legitimate and say, um, yeah, look, if, if it was regulated, I'm pretty sure the SEC wouldn't be so thrilled with the guy who created a smart contract to create all the, and do all this, you know, tomfoolery. But um, it- you know, if you take the approach that I'm observing, how do financial how do financial regulators regulate NFT drops? And you don't, Jen. What do you think? No chance. Yeah. Who has, I, who I, has I, the? I, what regulator has the bandwidth? You create better con. You, but you create auctions. better. You create better contracts and better auctioning and better systems to do this stuff. But it sounds like the incentive is to not do that. It sounds like the incentive is to keep the loopholes open for the geniuses no, I, I that are stealing from people. I don't think these types of projects are the ones that we should be talking about, and I don't think the attention should be going to Adidas, you know, doing a drop with bored apes. That's surface level stuff in but this, this is, space that is capturing real, but our attention. Real money, there's real money involved, though. Yeah, someone's going to get hurt when you know people when you're experimenting with new stuff. You think mm -hmm. like when they were building bombs, someone didn't get their hand blown off, but we have bombs. The last time we talked about NFTs, like. In depth, although there was a lot of activity, you told me that the market for this is so few people 
relative to the overall population. The last time we spoke, has that changed? No, I don't know. It's tiny. How yeah. many how many wallets are on MetaMask? Wait for Coinbase. And then that will open up the next leg of Coinbase users. is now going to allow all the people that opened up these accounts to buy Bitcoin to start trading in NFTs. Does, the well, wait list is huge. Uh, yeah, yeah. They'll be, they'll be smart contracts. It, it's step so by step. So if you're going to drop something, you want to drop it right around that time. I think the- Because there are going to be people buying things just to buy them. Of course. That, but again, we're giving our attention to that very, the, the flipper. Like right, where should our attention be? See who's really building stuff that has the ability to find its way into your everyday technology and everyday um, need to do proof of work. So, I mean, we can go to real boring stuff real fast, like title insurance, or if there we you're, go. Or if you're Michael a if that. you're a luxury manufacturer of goods and you want to control and monetize your secondary market, if you're Chanel, if you're Louis Vuitton, um, there's applications here for decentralized uh, blockchain, you know, blockchain technology and tokens to help you do that. And if you are Louis Vuitton or Chanel, what's your biggest asset? Your brand. So, you know, showing a company like that, and these aren't small companies. How big is LV? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Nike's all in Oh, my on God. This. Hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. I can insure your entire secondary market of luxury goods, monetize it, and insure your brand. What's that worth to you? Yeah. I'll cut the check for $500 million to go build this. Yeah. Tech. Listen, I think if Louis fi- finds out that they can um, that they can sell digital versions of their handbags inside of a video game, <laughs> and then the metaverse makes it so that you can take that bag out of that game and bring it into some other environment no, with you. Exactly. And that's, that's free money for them. They don't even have to pay a, a kid in a third world country to stitch it together. It's not even that. Like I buy the handbag, you get an authenticity card saying that this is real. You can forge that. You can't forge an NFT, right? So you got a digital token linking it to the physical good. It changes hands. How and, will you fight all the girls off though is the I question. I don't know, man. Once you have that OpenSea has less than 2 million monthly active users. I that's might as well be zero. Zero. So here's the biggest challenge of all, and I got to get this point out there. It's that the user interface and uh, u- user experience for a lot of this stuff is complete garbage. Complete garbage. When you think about, yeah, it's too, I, it's too annoying. I had I, Heather buy. I, I wanted Heather to buy it. She goes, "Hey, I really like this uh, female empowerment <laughs> project, um, and I want to buy one of these NFTs." I said, "I will stand over your shoulder as you do it, but let's see if you can do it." Which meant, you know. Open up a Gemini account, link her checking account to it. Wait, wait, yeah, I know you're laughing already. It gets worse. You know, move money, buy Ethereum, move Ethereum to her new MetaMask wallet, find the things she wants on OpenSea, and trust this system that she's never used in her entire life that just took, you know, X amount of dollars into internet money was going to work. She does it and says, none of my girlfriends would ever, 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 yeah, ever do that. So, it's yes, it's too early. And until it's an app on your phone that yeah. you use. All right. Like everything this, else, let me throw it's, this not gonna, right. it's not going to get there. And it's going to get there. It's just not now. Yeah. Let me throw this at you. My phone? Yeah. Your phone at me? Yeah, no. Oh. Seussables. Yes. Do we know? Jen, big Dr. Seuss fan? Awesome. Come on, you definitely are. Is that an NFT? Better. It's an NFT platform. Wow. And you could for buy kids. it for cash. You could buy NFTs with yeah. dollars. Good. All that fucking bullshit with MetaMask. Yeah. Well, forget it. The exchange from now fiat here's, to- Now here's the problem. Yeah. They, dro- they did a drop two days ago, the Grinch- Grinch one. These little pictures of the Grinch. Oh, yeah. I, I who who, who told you about this? Uh, I forget, but they sold it out in seconds. Yeah. And now they're said, very soon we'll develop a secondary market. Right now, if you bought one of these things, I hope you really love it. Yeah. Because there is not a way to trade oh, it on the so app. Cute. But why can't that be the it's adorable? But that's, not, yeah. I don't hate it. Oh, Dapper Labs. I have it on Dapp- my phone. This is from Dapper Labs. That's how I heard about it. Yeah. I was reading about so it's, look, it's totally cool because I love Dr. Seuss yeah. and I could picture little kids getting happy. Ask their parents, "Can I have three thousand dollars?" 
to buy. Dude, you think they're spending less on Roblox? You think they're spending 10 grand on on in-app purchases on their games? No, I totally understand this. This is cool. They call them stickers. I need one now. Michael's going to, Michael's trembling that I knew about this before him. All right, fine. I totally get it. flip. But I think you're right. Somebody has to, this platform looks very easy to use. That's probably why everything sold out on it. Yeah. Um, Shameless plug. Maybe Disney will do this better. I'm gonna do it better. They're doing coffee. it. They're doing it with Vive. <laughs> with what? There's a company called Vive. V e v e. Who's they? Oh, Disney. that's Marvel. Yeah, I just like yeah. all this. I try and like read between the lines when you see like payment companies like Square. I mean, Block. You know, um, you have a huge you know payment platform like that that's already in crypto. Venmo, it's already there, and PayPal's already there. I almost feel like we're almost like one or two steps away from that, you know, seamless fiat to token conversion. Um, and Do you I, think kids are asking their parents for NFTs for Christmas? No. S- some. Not, yeah, I mean, it's-, it's Like so the kids who know about it. Kevin Rose did an NFT drop the last week where he created- was it a hundred? No, a thousand. I think he created a thousand NFTs called Proof, which was their utility tokens that give access to his events, his podcast. Yeah. So his, that makes sense. His yeah. Discord because memberships. He like Smart. he he's deep in the community. He like can legitimately like generate alpha and and help. So he started it at five ETH and it went down like a quarter of an ETH every ten minutes or whatever. And he sold a thousand. The floor was one ETH. So he probably did like five million dollars in sales. So that's what people are paying for. To your point, Doug, oh, things that have utility. The, yeah, but, but the, the rabbit hole. Wait a minute. But then if you're him, now you have to. So this is the thing. I know a lot of rock bands were selling NFTs and rappers, and they confer certain rights on the buyer. And that's like a, to me, that's like a modern fan club. I totally get it. But now you have to like do the thing yes. that you said you yes. would do. Yes. yes. Nothing yes. sucks more to me than collecting five million dollars up front. And then like, oh shit. I gotta build it. Now, now. these people own me. No, no, he's not he is not a grifter. Like he is going to I, I don't believe think, that, I, yeah. I know you're not convinced. I know you're not he's convinced. He's talking about the feeling of that. Yeah, yeah that, back in up my opinion, the wall. that would suck to feel like you just sold a piece of yourself and your time and now forever, hey man, I bought your I bought your thing. Yeah. When's the next yeah. when's the next fucking Zoom meeting? Yeah. You know, when's the next thing? I put real like, capital behind this. Totally. Anyway, that sounds like a anyway, content creators are gonna be doing that all over the place. I agree with you, and I, I think it makes sense. All right, uh, Jen, the biggest trend in asset management is still the move to ETFs. Yeah. All right, tell us, tell us about, tell us about this conversation you had. So I had a conversation with Ron Riddell, the uh, president of Double Line, and he talked about how um, the biggest trend that's getting louder and louder is the move to ETFs for active funds. Yeah, like existing funds yeah. still. Yeah. It's amazing how long. Well, and we're about to do, we're about to cross a trillion dollars in U.S. ETF flows, and a lot of that was active mutual funds or mutual funds converting to ETFs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I discount that. It doesn't count. I agree, but why? It's the same portfolio, just moving well, it's, it's, it from it's one not, wrapper. It's not. It's not like new money. Yeah, exactly. What does the ETF, the active ETF landscape beyond Kathy Wood even look like right now? Who is anyone big there? Like, well, it's that, thematic. It's not like stock pickers. So okay, so like yeah. like Fidelity hasn't really done this with uh with any of their big brands or I because I don't know of any active ETF managers beyond Arc that have raised enough money for people to be talking about it, but I could be wrong about that. Well, Roundhill's Meta ETF got a lot of flows or Meta right, but to your point, that's a thematic. That's a thematic, right? Right. So that's I mean ETF buyers like thematic more so than they like 
the idea of somebody's just going to pick all these stocks. What were the non the the, the what, anti ETFs? Remember those? Which ones? active active non transparent ETFs that never took off. That was a thing. That was a structure that they got the SEC to say yes to. Where so long, that was a while ago. They don't have to disclose their holdings in real time the way a mutual fund manager doesn't have to. So like a mutual fund can wait for the 13F before disclosing things 45 days after the quarter closes. The ETF has to disclose that day. And that's how there are a million stories about Kathy because she's like the biggest active manager forced to say what she's doing. Well, there's also a million stories because she says some wild 100%, shit. 100%. 100%. <laughs> so well, hold on. Let's, let me substantiate that. For example, she said over the weekend that she thinks that the ARC holdings, the frontier stuff is now deep value, which, okay, she might be right. But what she said, which is like really out there, is she said that she thinks that they can do 40% compound annual returns for the next five to 10 years. And I don't know any fund that's done that really like ever. Well, you just wait and see. When you guys write about her, people click. Yeah. That's, is that like right up there with Elon? Yes. Would you say? Yes. Elon, Elon and Musk. Kathy? Yes, Elon and Kathy. Okay. No way Kathy comes close to like the amount of Elon conversation. Well, he's doing even more out there shit than anyone. Of course, that's why. Um, I love the idea that- Like they, paying $11 billion in taxes? But I yeah. love the idea that she's- Him and me both. That, that that's her largest holding. And I, and I feel like he definitely wants to take her into space. <laughs> no, I, I really, f like something tells me that's a thing that, that could be, wouldn't that be like a perfect 2022 yes. headline? Like, come on. It's his, it's like one of his biggest shareholders. Like, why wouldn't he take her? Like, right? What? No? Yeah, I love this world you're painting here. Not to Mars, guys, but oh. into orbit. Not to Mars. Did you I know, say Mars? You Kathy? know, Michael Strahan Either made way. a comment on one of his um, morning shows about how he would like to go up in space. And Jeff Bezos got a hold of- And took him. Of course yes. Yeah. So uh, For the record, I would like to go up in space. Jeff, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any, that. Anyone that wants, just just shout just shout it out. We were uh, watching the document, you know, the, the SpaceX doc where they did send, you know, that crew up for St. Jude's and all that. It was awesome to watch. And I turned and looked at my wife. I said, if either one of us was offered to go to space, we're we're going, right? And we really? both said, absolutely. But not separately. You'd have to go together? Yeah, too much of a risk if we went together. No, we've got to go do, separately. What do you, what, go separately. Go separately. Yeah. Can't run the risk of us both exploding in the atmosphere. Okay, I don't think that there is a capsule created yet that has space for me. I require a lot of space. It's gonna launch you out of a cannon. I don't. It's not. I, it's not a thing that's that's ever gonna happen for me. <laughs> Extra boosters. All right. Uh, retiring <laughs> advisors. An, another big story in asset management. Um, let's go through this from Deloitte. As advisors retire, so too will their fellow baby boomers, initiating the largest transfer of wealth in history. Over the 55-year period from 07 to 2061, which would be a stretch for me, 58.1 trillion is expected to move out, uh, move from one adult population to another. Historically, wealth transfers from one generation to the next have resulted in 90% of their heirs changing advisors. Yeah, but you know what? This is going to happen. Like millennials are going to be 60, and by the time <laughs> they get the money, yeah, and we'll be writing the same story. Their parents will be 100. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wealth transfer is right over the hill. Yeah, I didn't build a business around millennials and expected, you know, like that trickle down. I'm a little more cynical about that, to be honest with you. I like the amount of money I that will I think it's down. already halfway done. Well, what? there was that journal article not too long ago that, um, you know, parents want to share the wealth now more during alive. the lifetime. I don't yeah. think they're waiting. I, I've, I've seen examples of that in our 
clientele? Many, uh, many. Um, I would back that up and say I've had plenty of examples of yeah. that, that specific article being mentioned. So, Were you in that article? No, I was not in that one. Wait, I This know. idea that grandparents, that, that parents have to die for that money to transfer is a very outdated concept. Yes. Yep. It, they, it pairs very well with how we've handled the conversation around money and personal finance and, and have made it taboo. It's in that filing cabinet of don't talk about money with Yeah, people. you'll find that when we're, I die. Yeah, and we're breaking through that. That's right. it's stu- That's stupid. Right. Guys, I'm going on the record to say like that is bad planning. As a planner, that's bad. Uh, privatization of markets and GP consolidations. What is this? This was John, from, you have this chart? So there's two charts. This one is from that Bank of America report okay. showing the growth in alternative assets under management over time, private equity and venture obviously being the big one private debt, natural resources, et cetera. Let's move to the next chart. This is from A16Z. They did a sort of parallel piece talking about how the private capital industry has exploded in size. And as a percent of total assets, it's still very, very small. Uh, Jen, this blurring of the lines between private and public markets, I think it's the biggest story there is. Yeah, This is the year that everyone decided, I also want money somehow VC, private equity, mm-hmm. like you guys must be doing tons of stuff on this. We are. I mean, there's a lot of um, stories about uh, the billionaires getting richer, right? Yeah. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about wealth inequality and who gained from the Federal Reserve's policy moves. And I think, um, you know, the Robin Hoods of the world have given a vehicle for retail investors to finally get engaged in the markets. Right. Um, and this is what you were talking about, about having uh, infrastructure and interface to yeah. get into NFTs. Yeah. So, um, you know, my husband- Sorry, go on. I was going to say, my husband's been trading crypto behind my back. <laughs> For how long now? Go how long ahead. has this been going oh, on, Oh, man, Jen? like six months. Oh. Okay. Are you guys seeing uh, a you How'd you catch him? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was in the room like 11, he was in the room- Late at night, and I was like, "What is he doing? Like, this is like really freaking me out." You know how much worse this could have been. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, there are many things you could have walked in on that are way worse than. Oh, I know. I know. And I was just like, "Oh my god, he is trading." How big and how big into uh, crypto is he? Is it like a huge? No. All right. No. All right. No. We don't have to sit him down. Satoshi is coming after him. But that just. I mean. Well, he's probably not like using leverage and doing no. But he stuff. told me that you can use leverage, oh, and yeah, I said yeah. I, I I know that. <laughs> you know that because you guys are publishing can, stories on it, all the people using leverage. <laughs> uh, all right, so so when we think about here's what I was going to say about this private market thing. I I don't think the twenty year olds now who are first getting into the market are going to understand or care about the distinction between something that trades on the market versus something that's like their friend started a venture capital company and they just want to put money into it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's that distinction is going to be, thank you so much. Look what I got, guys. Oh, Little, how, do I pronounce, how do I pronounce I, I just go with Vuv. You can't, you, you, can't, you can't mess it up. Vuv Clicquot. Vuv, Vuv, yeah, Clicquot. Yeah. Wait, what did you do? I just mumbled it so it sounded cool. Vuv Clicquot. I'm with it. It's All provenance. Right. This is our last show. This is a little, oh. <laughs> Where's my cup? There we go, Doc. Uh, to your, to your point, though, yeah. I, 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 I think it's even more than just ro- the Robin Hoodification. Thank you, John. I also think it's, you know, there's no shortage of, uh, thank you, there's no shortage of companies that have fractionalized investing to get into alternative asset classes that were never once uh, accessible before. They're and, booming. Yeah, they are. You know, you can do real estate, art, whatever Everything. it is. Everything. Everything. 
Jen, Beanie you Babies. One, you take one first out of there before anyone goes near it. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, I listen, I I was I was just thinking like, why do we care about that distinction? The main reason is that's liquidity. how liquidity liquidity, but that's also how the securities rules were written, as though, oh no, this isn't for everybody. This is only for this very specific group of billionaires that's or silly. multimillionaires. And those rules have changed. Like the like the uh, the Jobs Act changed who can raise money and how. Well, look how big this on this chart you see growth equity is huge. Like Series F is like a thing now. Like that that did not exist ten years ago. Companies just went public. Yeah, companies would go public. We're after, gonna see like Series after two or three rounds. Double A, double H. Right, it's gonna go yeah. all around the alphabet, and it's For gonna sure. be like Series Double A at two point three trillion. That be with the new tech bros. Like, what do you want, bro? I'm on Triple B now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. you've been around twelve years. Yeah. You're not public yet. Yeah, no, it's my fortieth race. They keep giving us money. How many down rounds have you had? Like eighteen. But now, all right. But now you have platforms where these things can trade. Yeah. So they're de facto not private equity anymore. But that's what I was talking about. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, I think that the new players in the market, um, should be engaged in the, in, in the, in stocks, bonds, private capital. Um, it shouldn't be just relegated to yeah, cause it's too high late. net worth. Right. They're getting, yeah, cause if you're, I, I if mean, you're just waiting for things to hit the public market, you're late. Absolutely. And that, is another form of, I think, like another reason for this huge divide, this huge wealth gap. Right. You can't have 10% of the people take 100% of that opportunity right? and then wonder why, oh, why do we still have the same people getting- Are we going to democratize venture capital investing? I feel like, how do you do that? Just crowdfund it. Well, take the, Vanguard's going to launch a private equity fund. Right. Yeah, but that's- For gonna, public uh, investors. It'll start, but it'll start with high net worth. Sure, but it's I'm saying like, one how do you VC DAOs? VC DAOs? Yeah, you just that's crowdfunding. Yeah. That's decentralized. You can vote on what companies you want to buy. Set some rules in the contract. Boom, off you go. It'll pull in money. So you could do you could do a crowdsourced venture fund. Mm -hmm. Let the crowd vote. Yep. Mm -hmm. Does not run against what's historically worked in venture. Isn't everything that's going on right now running against what historically is in a financial textbook? Oh, we are going to cheers, but we can't he actually. Just started drinking. We can't actually. Yeah, I did. We can't actually uh, toast like physically. I know. Oh, okay. So, cheers, cheers. To uh, VC DAOs. Of yes. Course. To, Happy and healthy. To twenty twenty four when this thing is behind us. <laughs> just think ahead. Uh, all right, guys. Christmas, New Year traditions. Besides listening to sirens in my conference room, <laughs> what are we? <laughs> Jen, you're going to Hawaii. Yours is definitely going to be more interesting than the rest of ours. Yeah, I'm actually- Do you um, do this every year? Yes. Other than 2020? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do this every year. And um, this year, I really, I have to see my parents because I haven't seen them in two years. And- um, What's Hawaii like at Christmas time? Is it like an Elvis song? Heaven. Yes. It is, right? Yeah. It's amazing? It's really great. Why? So can you can you do your stuff remotely like everyone else? Uh- some weird work hours, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah can't, to, why can't I, you get up at three o'clock in the morning? I think you have to wake up like at two thirty or something. Two thirty a.m. Yeah, that's would not be sustainable. Nine thirty was that market open? <laughs> like seven thirty here. Well, maybe you can cover. Uh, maybe you could take over the China coverage. <laughs> no, just cover the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, just cover the metaverse. Closes. Never sleeps. Most and most stupid things are bought at one a.m. It turns out. So, I'm just listen. I'm just spitballing. I'm trying to give you some options. How <laughs> long are you? you. Gonna, how long are you gonna go for? Uh, two weeks, but. Um, it's amazing. You just never know what's going to happen, right? I mean, the last 48 hours have been wild. Yeah. For New York City, for the world. <laughs> they canceled the Christmas show. Rockets are done. They're going to cancel. Watch. 
They're going to cancel uh, New Year's Eve. Who knows what Biden's going to say tomorrow? He's addressing the nation. So um, Uh, he's going to win us all over. Listen, I think I think they're going to cancel New Year's Eve uh, Times Square. They're like, as it is, we were requiring vaccines. Oh, yeah, last year it was empty. Remember? That was yeah. so weird. Well, they they invited- Wasn't uh, it Rooftop? Invited Mariah. Stuff. <laughs> they invited healthcare workers. <laughs> Nick Cannon. Frontline All right, workers. that's cool. Maybe they yeah. should do that again. I don't think- I don't think we need 250,000 people crammed no into- way it's ha- uh, No way it's happening. There's no way it's happening. No, right? zero. Okay. But did you see Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen get they were, really- They were shit-faced. Yeah, it was, yeah, they got it was the best- <laughs> It was the wrecked. best thing Anderson was that giggling. could happen. It's the best part of CNN this, is, yeah. is the this anchors year, getting wrecked uh, on New Year's. This year it's Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Oh, what a Which combo. I think a lot of Wait, people ha- are going to On what channel? They're trying to energize NBC. the young, younger base on that. It's NBC. Oh, I'm definitely, well, I might watch that. I would watch the yeah. shit out of that. Yeah. I like funny. both of them. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I find them both to be fascinating. They're iconic. Uh, they're not going to be funny. Maybe. Pete will slip in some funny. Pete will slip in some funny. I don't find him funny at all. No, his shtick. Maybe I not, find him but. interesting. He's like a curiosity. Yeah, he's interesting. He's not. He's, I saw yeah, him do stand up, and I saw. Yeah. Uh, no, it's no offense. I'm not like trying to like say anything nasty, but I saw him do stand up at Jones Beach a few years ago. Not a great place for comedy. Um, <laughs> but there were other comics who killed. There were other comics who killed. He, I think, he was second to last right before. Uh, What's the guy? John Oliver. Yeah, but you oh, could be wow. funny and, not, and bad at stand-up. This was bad. This is 20. I watched his Netflix stand-up. This is, this is a true story. I love it. It was a C. This yeah, is but- 2016. Wait, it's 2016. And Pete Davidson bombed at Jones Beach. No offense. And I feel like that's his audience there. He should not have bombed there, right? And then after him, John Oliver comes up and starts doing anti-Trump shit. I've never seen a building empty out this fast because it's- it's Nassau County. Yep. Like, you're in the heart of Trump country. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm not going to do a lot of stuff on Trump. And then he does 10 minutes on Trump, and the place is a ghost town after. Like, people weren't yelling or angry. They just didn't want to hear crowd. it. So that was not a great comedy show, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I don't find Pete that funny, but I think he's fascinating, so I'll probably watch him. But wait, but you would agree that- I you like could, Miley Cyrus. You, you could be funny and bad at stand-up. Like, stand, it's a different beast. Right, but he was a stand-up comic. It's not like he's never done it before. He's not he's just, great. He's not. He's not great. Yeah, he's not that funny. Uh, all right. So you're going to Hawaii. Where are you going, Manalapan? <laughs> um, I'm. I'm doing. Going to I, I haven't. No, I have a new annual tradition. It's called avoid COVID. Um, it's the second year we're doing this. Oh, you f***ed that up. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be at home uh, watching, you know, the collapse of my local community as Omicron Beautiful. spreads its ways. And, oh and look, I say this not to bump. It's so touching. It, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Let's get to endemic mode. Wait, what's going to happen? <laughs> Where's, what, what are you saying is going to happen? It, Josh. No. Um, no, I just think that there's a really good uh, chance you're, you're going to Your get Your family infected. in Florida, you're not going to see them this year? They're not coming up. Bad Sadly, idea. no. I'm I'm, I'm gonna stay home uh, and celebrate with the kids. And we got a few friends who are sticking around, and All I'm right. sure we'll have listen, some play dates. Listen, I wasn't gonna do this. What? You can come to my house. I can. Wow. I will be in Florida. Oh, cool. You can go. Yeah, you, can you go got a pool. My, you can go, you pool can go, still go, open. Go to my house. <laughs> pool still open. Uh, I'm really hoping to get to uh, to get to uh, Boca. Uh, you should. Delray. You gonna take my you gonna take my mom out? I will. Thank you. Um, that's that's what I'm. And what are you? You're home. Yeah, I'm nothing. Are you gonna come? <laughs> Don't. Are you gonna come here and make memes? I'm a goner, dude. dude we got two little kids. Yeah. It's Michael, I don't, I'm speaking for Michael and myself yeah, here. Save your, Duncan, save your, save when yourself. do you, Duncan? When do you leave? Uh, I'm heading out on Thursday. Where are you going? 
North Carolina, Carolina and then we were supposed to go to Disney World. But uh, we'll, we'll see about that. What were you, you, you were going to fly from North Carolina to Orlando? No, no we were going to drive. Oy vey. What is that, what? like 10 hours? Basically what it takes to get from here to North Carolina. We drive down there too. So. That's, double the le- that's double the length of the drive? Yeah, I, I like driving though. So. Okay, road trip. Yeah, right. as long as there's not traffic. When was the last time you were at Disney? Uh, two years ago or something. Okay. Uh, I might be done with Disney forever. Really? Oh, really? Why? My kids are 12 and 15. Yeah. We went. I don't think I'll get invited with the grandkids. I'm sad about this. I love Disney. I was, so, I was the last person there before they shut it down the first go round. Shut up. I was there Mar- fe- February 29th through like, no, February 26th through like March 1st. What was it like? What was? Did anyone care? It's Florida. It's Nobody we- cared, right? Um. Well, it's not that. They, I mean, no, you're thinking of Florida like after. This was like before. This was before we shut down. So like nobody was talking about it and there were Purell hand sensors everywhere. And I was just trying to see if people were talking about it in the lines. That's during a time where there's still like tourists coming from Europe and China and Dude, stuff. All, right? all we were saying to ourselves, we're just looking around with this melting pot that is Disney. And we're just like, we're f- you're like, does that guy look like he was skiing in the Italian Alps or, or what? Oh, I'll ne- I will. <laughs> I will never forget standing in like the packed queue of the Little Mermaid theater thing with my daughter and wife. Breathing into your shirt. Oh, and some lady is just hacking up a lung and I'm I'm just like, well. We're not in the right place. Yeah, at least the kids having fun. Yeah, it was a small world after all. Yeah, we made it home. I was like, what did we, what just happened? And we did it. We pulled it off. All right, let's do favorites and then we're going to guzzle the rest of this bottle of Vuv and then we're all going to do PCR tests. All right. (laughs) I'm going to go first. Ben Affleck is fucking back. And I didn't realize that I actually like him. Same. I, you didn't I realize re- it either? I really like him. But okay. how back is he? He is so He's back. He's inescapable. I said this. What the did I say, The backlash is going to happen all Doug, over again. He's so back. What did I say in my tweet to you? Tell uh, downtown. Yeah, read us, read us Jen's tweets, please. When did you tweet it? I'm not trying to be like, oh, I didn't get it. Which one? I said it was a huge year. <laughs> For you're, you're you. Muted. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's right. She said it was a good year for me, Ben Affleck, and, and Pete Davidson. She wow. hit all of it. So we hit it all. Uh, he's super thank you. back. Thank you for the win. Why, why is he back? What is he promoting? I don't even know. The last duel. He's promoting which, already, which was already a bomb. Yeah, but he also talked about second chances. Oh, he was amazing. He talked about what how second chances? he's given a second chance in love, oh. in his career, in his personal life. I have never, I have never a heard a celebrity <laughs> that's gone through what he went through. Duncan, you like that? What happened? I said, "What second chances?" Duncan's cracking up. Exactly. I thought <laughs> it was a movie title. Yeah, I thought it was a movie. Yeah. I said, "Oh, I never heard of that one." I've never heard a celebrity be In that honest about like what it was like to live through this period where everyone on earth thinks you're a piece of shit. And yeah. He, He's it kind the of meme, the smoking cigarette meme, yeah. like, yeah. but and the Dunkin' Donuts yeah. and the coffee. Yes. Oh, but, falling, yeah. I but mean, it wow. kind of is inexplicable why everybody all of a sudden hated him so much other than he was so famous and J-Lo was so famous yeah. and the two of them together was like the sun colliding with the moon. Well, also, he just kept going to rehab. Like, he f***ed up a lot. Yeah. His, oh, his, yeah. He talked about it on but Howard he, Stern. Yeah. His so, roles also, the way you think about him from the roles, that you know, the little kind of rough, a little too rough around the edges kind of, you know, typecasting going on here. I don't know. That's kind of how I think of him. I'm very happy. I'm very happy that he's getting like a, 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 a I don't know what to call it, a comeback, I guess. I love his movies. Yeah, I think he's great. And uh, I didn't realize that I liked him. And on Howard Stern, he was... Very honest. And then he did The Ringer and he got very deep into the weeds on like movie making. And like, oh, he's he he had a great line. He's like, he's like, it's not like I'm getting scripts. It's like, ah, Scorsese. Nah, pass. Yeah. (laughs) 
So I thought that was very good. Here's the other thing. All the stuff we're talking about with lockdowns and the imposition on our lives because of Omicron, whatever. This is totally by accident, but I just picked up The Splendid and the Vile by Eric Larson. Um, you read all his books already, yeah. right? Yeah. This is like the perfect book for right now. This is London in, 19, London in 1940 when they know the bombers are coming from Germany and it's not if, it's when. And how Churchill kind of like has to figure out the answers to something that has no answer and just what it was like living there. Eric Larson uses people's real diaries to write this wow. book. So he's not like reading other history yeah. books. He went to like original source material, which is pe people used to keep diaries. Yo, that's Twitter. where I got that line. No color left unturned. It was from that book. It must that have been make, from that book. That makes sense. Awesome. Anyway, it feels like it's the perfect book for this moment. It's basically like a city that's about to be under siege mm -hmm. and people trying to live normal lives Omic despite it. Omicron is Germany. Um, Omicron would be Germany. Uh, all right, Michael, favorites. I listen, so I, I drove home last night from upstate New York and I listened to a podcast. Humble brag. Yeah, humble brag. <laughs> from, called, from upstate. Called, how's that a humble brag? I don't know. Go. Called Our <laughs> Thing. Vacation property. Called Our Thing. I'll have more. It is a podcast. needs more. Listen to this. You would love this. Everyone would love this. It's no. a podcast with this guy called Sammy the Bull. Gravano. You heard, you heard this? This is Gotti's number two that flipped on the whole mob. He's the one yeah. that killed uh, Paul Castellano at Sparks. Yeah. It is so good. Wait, the podcast is called Our Thing? Yeah, he's he. it's his podcast. It's oh, him just, shit. It's just him telling stories. I didn't even know this it's existed. Me either. Somebody I'll listen to this tonight. Somebody put me onto this. It's so good. Really? It's so good. Is he like funny or is he like yeah. very dead serious? He sounds like Ronnie Mund, but he actually killed people. <laughs> um, and uh, I would he was, he was talking about that. He's talking about how the first time he saw, God, he saw The Godfather, he's like, that was us. That was us. It was, it's so good. Oh, really? It's like three seasons, four seasons. It's excellent. You're big mafia guy, mafia movie guy, of Godfather, Goodfellas. I love I, him. No, all. I know I, you I, are. No, I love them all, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not like. I saw Casino again this week. That see, that might be my. That actually might be my favorite. Two nights ago, Robin goes. You're watching right? this. Robin goes. You're watching this again. This is on last week. It's like oh, yeah, it's so but it's raw. on again. It's, it's on just again. So raw. It's Mike so keeps perfect. watching Casino to see if he missed the scene where Packy makes an appearance. <laughs> it hasn't. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, um, that and Goodfellas, you know, that followed by Goodfellas and, and like people would be mad if I was like, well, where's Godfather in there? I like Casino more than all of them. Jen, favorites. What did you bring us today? Uh, Tiger and Charlie Wood. All right. What's Beautiful. that? Uh, they played the together. And I, yeah. They? The golf. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait. So, so why were you I so into I, it? I, I, Are you I a actually, golfer? No, I'm not a golfer, but I saw both of them, um, in this, I think it was a charity. I see. I don't, I, I I'm not a big golf fan, but I saw them on TV and I thought, wow, uh, it's nice to see Tiger back. Yeah. Um, after you, a tumultuous you know, year, but you know, the clock is always ticking on that. Every time he comes back, it's like, how long could he yeah. stay back? Yeah, exactly. It'll be about as bad. But it was nice to see him and his, uh, son together playing. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, Char and he played with Kathy Wood, you said? <laughs> That's right. Charlie Wood. Jeff Gunlock. was <laughs> All right. Uh, the New Bazaar. So we listen to the New Bazaar. That's our friend. That's Cardiff, our friend Cardiff. Course, yeah. We love Cardiff. Yeah. Cardiff's been on the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't so listen I, to this one yet. So uh, he brought on um, Vicky Bogan, who's an economist, and she talked about the psych psychology of how we decide things. Mm. 
So that was a really interesting okay, we gotta, segment. Okay, we got to listen to that one. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that one yet, but I think Cardiff's doing a great job. He was at the FT before you were there. Yeah, but this is what I mean also. Amy Keene left to join him. Amy Keene was uh, the head of the U.S. audio uh, department. and uh, At Financial she, Times? Yeah, at the Financial Times. And she uh, left last year. Um, to join Cardiff. Oh, okay. So this is, it goes along with the great resignation, great renewal totally. theme that I'm talking Card- about. Yeah, that, I don't think Cardiff would have done own, this. this is, huh? I don't think Cardiff would have like, I, to your point, I think he's been thinking for a long time about building his own thing. Yeah. But he was at NPR, I guess, after Financial Times. Yeah. Don't and I think he was comfortable. I think he was happy. Right, em- but what changed his mind? I think, to your point, I think, the pandemic and it's like, well, if I'm going to do this, now is the time to just do yeah, this. I mean, life is fragile and people are saying, I'm not going to wait. If not, right. If not now, when? I totally agree with yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, and people congr- are just not to, waiting. Congrats to Cardiff because he's doing exactly what he always wanted exactly. to do. So very happy, very happy for Cardiff. When do you leave to start your podcast? Is that, <laughs> is that right after Hawaii? Do you start planning that from the beach? Oh my god! We'll let's see out, if I let, let's see if I get on the plane. Right, you'll be fine. Just don't get yeah. tested. Just don't get tested. <laughs> I was uh, thinking that too. <laughs> all right, Doug. Favorites, and then we're done. What do you got? Oh, I can't get it out of my mind. I, um, it's not very new, but uh, watch Nine Perfect Strangers. I never. I don't know what this is. How oh, my wife watched. Can't that. be that old. Uh, it's not it's this year, but oh, it's okay. not like last week. Um, what you know, I I knew about it. I was like, eh, I don't want to want eh, eh. And finally, my wife was like, Yo, Nicole Kidman, Michael Shannon, Luke Evans, Regina Hall, Melissa McCarthy, Bobby. It's a Cavanaugh. crazy cast. Yeah, it's like, how yeah. do you get these people to get? Bobby Cannavale is low key one of my what favorite. What happened? Where would he go? Where would he go? What do you mean? He, he was an, an Irishman. He was an Irishman. He was an Irishman. Yeah. Uh, Marvel movies, right? Uh, Marvel movies. Yeah, he was in Wasp and Fly. You know. Uh, oh yeah, he's an FBI agent yeah, or he's something. A, he's a, uh, I like Ant Man. Yeah, the uh, he's the great. new husband to his wife. Whatever. Anyways, um, what is this show about? This is about it's a like nine strangers super bougie retreat. They microdose a bunch of drugs trying to heal themselves. The writing is superb. Just the, this cast. How do you mess this up? They didn't. It's nuts. Everything about it is. Is it awesome. like White Lotus? They're like at a it resort. It had big White Lotus vibes. Very funny. You said that. Very much like that. I love White Lotus. Nine, bro- yeah, so nine perfect. When strangers. you were like, it's a super bougie thing, and they microdose and. Like, but uh, Michael Shannon's there on like a discount because his family's trying to heal from the death of their, you know, t- the twin. And everybody's a broken character. And like White Lotus. Yeah, everyone's a broken character. And this lady's Where's, trying to where heal. Where can them. I watch this? Uh, this is going to be Hulu. Oh, f- you don't have this one. You don't have. It's the only one I don't have. <laughs> don't I have gave Hulu? you my password. You watch Dave. It's not the six dollars. I have news for Dave. you. That's what you said last time. Watch I have news for. No, I did watch Every- Dave. Uh, You're. Nah, I know it's. It, I should have liked it. Didn't love it. Here's the I gave thing. it a shot. I really did. I really did. Nine Perfect Strangers could have been the cheesiest thing. White ever. guys rapping like makes yeah. me want to throw myself out of a window. Wasn't. Honestly, you wear a f-ing flapperin hat. So what? I don't rap. Do you ever see me rap? You rap. You, you rap, rap. You rap by yourself. Right, play my he theme raps. music. I'm gonna start rapping right now. Rap. <laughs> We're gonna rap. We're gonna rap bars. We're gonna wrap this COVID Christmas episode up once and for all. Everyone's got people to say. Duncan, cue my music. Thank you so much to Jen Oblon for being here. We love you so much, Jen. Uh, We're so excited for you to see your parents. Have an amazing trip, Jen. We're so so proud of you, your your career at FT. All of you. Aloha. Oh. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wait, who taught you Hawaiian? Huh? Did you 
The street. The street told him. Yo, Hawaii <laughs> finds you. You don't find Hawaii. Did you did you learn that from Rosetta Stone? Thanks to Doug for being here. Doug, I heard you drove in and parked. I drove in, parked down the street. Can Michael validate your parking? Thank you, Doug. Okay, could you guys? I use Spot On the Hero. blockchain? Of course. Um, <laughs> NFT of my parking spot. Yeah. Shout out to John. John, you did a great job. Thanks, my Thanks, man. John. Well done. Well done. Really appreciate you. Duncan, sorry about Disney. Sorry that's not going to happen for you this time. But it's still mine. We'll All right, we, we'll, we'll see what happens. You'll get back to us on that. Listen, don't forget to watch the video from this show, which will be at youtube.com slash the compound RWM. Uh, John and Duncan will have that up very soon. Make sure you check out idontshop.com for the latest in financial blogger fashion. Jen, you got a shirt from idontshop.com, right? Did you ever oh, receive it? Oh, I, I love it. You have it. Yeah, I'm going to wear it on the plane. What did you get? The Fade Vicks shirt? Fade Vicks. Rock that shit. Yeah. All right. But don't forget to check it out. Uh, it's probably too late for Christmas deliveries, but still, we have some great stuff out there. If you love investing podcasts, Michael and Ben on Animal Spirits every Monday morning, every Wednesday morning. Don't, don't miss that. And we will see you guys next year. Thanks so much for listening to The Compound and Friends all year. We appreciate you. We'll see you in Thank January. You. All right. Take us out of here. Out of boy. I got more Vuv. I got more Vuv. How many episodes did you watch? You saw one. One. Unwatchable. The first 90s. It's a white guy rapping. It's- and period. It's over. So I, I tried. <laughs> I tried. The first scene didn't make you laugh in the doctor's office. It's not not funny. It's-